Hello and welcome to I Got That One, a University Challenge Appreciation Podcast presented by me, Tom, and me, Yvonne. Hello, hello, and welcome to week three of I Got That One, a University Challenge Appreciation Podcast with yes. me, Yvonne, and me, Tom. We are once again back, and this one was an interesting one. This I enjoyed this week a lot, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, who were the people this time round? So uh, this week we saw Lineker Oxford and the Open University. Mm-hmm. And we saw the Open University in the previous season and we didn't see an amazing showing that round. Um, yeah. That was the first round between them and the University of Huddersfield. Yeah, so, well, first of all, just for my benefit, since uh, I'm not familiar with sure. you know, the UK university landscape, what is the Open Open University? Well, the Open University is an interesting um, project that was started after the Second World War with uh, the Labour government at the time, trying to democratise higher learning and they wanted to make Britain a competitive economy in a post-industrial world. And so the focus of the Open University is to be able to do distance learning and part-time learning mm-hmm. and uh, to the point where you're not allowed to do any full-time courses apart from under specific circumstances. Right. And so they had a, they have 174,000 students. Yeah. And the average age of the team today was uh, 52. 52. Which is, so is yeah. it normal for older, older adult learners to be part of the Open University? Yeah. I mean, uh, you can do it at any time in your life. There's no... Um, minimum age you need to be but I think because it tends to attract people and because they specify you have to be doing this part time yeah, it, it tends attracts, to attract yeah, yeah, older people older but that was amazing I really enjoyed uh, I enjoyed this week just because of the Open University yeah we'll uh, get into more about what we mean by that later but Facing them is a college I've never heard of, mm-hmm. Lineker College, Oxford. Oh, you've never heard of them? Well, the thing is, is that... Um, How many colleges does Oxford have? Uh, 20-something, 26, I think. Ah, okay. But a few of them are post-grad, like Lineker. Exactly. So, ah, okay, maybe that's why... Uh, yeah, because, you know, when I was applying for university back in the day... Yeah, it probably wasn't an option. Yeah, I mean... All, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Only 500 post-grads. Yeah, <laughs> talk yeah. about contrast. You know, one is... The largest university in the UK, the other one is one of the smallest Chinese colleges. Chinese colleges, yeah. And apparently um, most of the students in Lineker are from outside of the UK. Which you wouldn't believe because only one of the team members is not British. Yeah, right? So like, <laughs> so many of them were British. But, uh, I mean, it was the same with Open, but then again, I don't think... It would be interesting if yeah. there were any. Yeah. Well, I quite um, like the, the disciplines of the Lineker students. Mm. So Blanford, he was doing um, a degree in the anthropology of civic technology, which I found super interesting. That is, I mean, like every PhD is extremely specific, but yeah. uh, it sounds like, oh, you could actually tell me something about it and I wouldn't immediately glaze over from being too uh, minute about it. Yeah, and then uh, so Dorrington was doing physics. Uh, King, the team captain, was doing a PhD in climate science, mm-hmm. which is a really important Very area. Very important, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, Tinsman was doing a DPhil in cybersecurity, also another interesting yeah. uh, topic. Tinsman from uh, Switzerland. Yeah, and this is the first time I think I remember seeing a Swiss um, competitor. There was one last season, mm-hmm. uh, someone from Geneva. Oh, yeah, I don't remember that. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, yeah, he had lost the accent, so it's kind of hard yeah. to notice. As opposed to Open, where, um, yeah, like we said, it's an older team, and mm-hmm. uh, it was a real mix. We had mm-hmm. someone studying the Roman Empire. Yeah, so that was Randall, yeah. studying the Roman Empire. And then Lamb was doing um, a DPhil, I think, in psychology. Not DPhil, he was doing... Uh, uh, philosophy, philosophy, with, philosophy psychology. with psychology. That's right. And then Taylor, the captain, um, was doing engineering. Yeah. 
and then Macklin uh, was doing law. So nice, uh, a mix. nice spread of, of, yeah. of topics among both teams, really. So I guess without further ado, we'll do like Paxo says and get on with it. Sure. <laughs> so yeah, first round and it was open and. That was a very early buzzing, I must say. Yeah, they were off to a very good start. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they struggled a little bit with the team questions. Mm-hmm. But then so did uh, Lenica when they first um, answered as well. Yeah. I think maybe both teams took a while to really get get going. Yeah. But then I think toward the middle and definitely by That's the end. That's when everyone warm, had warmed up and was really getting yeah. in there. But uh, at first it looked like Lineker was having the upper hand because they were in the lead. They seemed to be getting mm-hmm. there a little bit. But they were struggling with the team questions once yeah, again. Yeah, I thought the contest was pretty neck and neck for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, so that made it. That was another thing that made it very exciting yeah. to watch. Because clearly, you know, you have an Oxford college, but then you also have what I would call the underdogs, so Open University. Oh, definitely and consider them it underdogs. It makes it so exciting when they're neck and neck. Mm. Um, and yeah, that that was really really fun to see. Yeah, and that's something that I noticed specifically about open was mm-hmm. that the entire team really got involved yeah yeah all of them buzzed in at least once I think. yeah for yeah. sure and i think the real standouts were the team captain mm-hmm. and randall they randall. were buzzed in the most they I were think. amazing they were fantastic yeah. i was so so impressed yeah another one which really stood out was macklin yeah. he didn't buzz in as much but you could tell that when he knew what the answer was he would very quickly step in and be very quick and accurate with what the yeah, answer exactly. was so he was very sure of what he knew and he really showed in, in those topics yeah. and when he didn't know he'd be like I don't know and just uh, stepped away from the conversations yeah, which helps yeah. keep the team going at a fast pace yeah. you don't drag it out by going oh maybe exactly, exactly so you save a lot of time on that sense and I think um, there was a very wide range of knowledge among all of them yeah. as well so I found it to be a very strong very solid team yeah well it just it goes to show that sometimes matured minds are what's needed for this mm-hmm, kind of thing mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not necessarily just young brilliance which carries you in this kind of competition. Yeah, which is, I mean, in the time that I've been watching University Challenge, sometimes younger competitors do trounce the older um, contestants. Yeah. That's what I've seen. And this was really the first, one of the first few times that an older team really, really um, came through strongly. And dominated proceedings, I would say. Especially yeah. near the end where yeah. they just quickly made a quick work of, what, three questions in a row? Yeah, Just yeah. boom, 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 boom. And you know, sometimes we have this maybe stereotype of older adult learners yeah. and we're, we're a bit rude about them but this was this was great this completely I, think, we? Defied, I don't know what you're talking about well I don't know some people some yeah. people. but they kind of defied you know stereotypes and they did, they did so well and it's it's really great to see older people just going back to university going to learn mm. um, just doing things that they love and I think that's opportunities that we should be giving people um, everywhere oh, absolutely and I think this showing would definitely be proof that Open's business model does work yeah exactly uh, compared to I'm not going to say that Lenica were they were good too they were, they good. were good too yeah it's just that you could definitely tell that it was King and Dorrington that mm-hmm. were the strongest yeah ones they there. probably buzzed in the most I think I don't think Blanford and Tinsman buzzed at all yeah I don't think they did Mm. Yeah, and I don't know, I, I get the feeling that Tinsman wasn't getting super involved with the team uh, conversations. Now, there could be all kinds of reasons for it. Maybe um, yeah. the, maybe there's a language barrier, maybe because she's sitting in that awkward seat where you're to the left, left of, of the, the captain. Yeah, yeah. And he keeps having to turn right to talk to the other two. So it's sometimes yeah. it's easy to forget that there's someone else yeah. you can confirm And sometimes with. maybe you just you just have a bad day, you just have an off day, it doesn't really mean It anything. could happen, yeah, you know, like, you know, it's better to have your bad day in the first round where you could still maybe come back again yeah exactly as opposed to having a bad day in the final which is what happened last year yeah right right <laughs> I remember that was Wang yeah Wang like oh he was such a leading <sighs> life for so long yeah. and then 
when they counted. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know, but you know, thank God that his team was strong as well. <laughs> Shout out to last year's uh, Brand Wangle. Uh, Brand Wangle, <laughs> what we were all waiting for. Yeah. Um, just a, a note on King. I thought um, I was particularly impressed with his knowledge of old Grade One listed structures built after the Second World War. <laughs> yeah, that was a very specific thing to know a lot about. <laughs> yeah, and and it was it was easy for him. He didn't even have to think twice. He looked at the pictures like, ah, yeah, I know that building. That's the the festival center, and that's the other. Dodrill Bank and uh, Lloyd's of London. <laughs> yes, exactly. And it just goes to show that uh, the listing system doesn't necessarily mean it has to be nice buildings. <laughs> no, Do you no. know what the listing uh, is? Um, I guess it's some way to preserve them. Basically, Grade 1 listed buildings are buildings in the UK where you're not allowed to change anything about yeah. them. They have to be maintained as they were mm. to the point where all the Grade 1 listings, yeah. you have to use the same type of paint. Ah. And you can't remove the paint either. You have oh. to just like paint on top of the original paint. Yeah. Hey, Tom, maybe you should get on University Challenge. Ah, uh, well, <laughs> you know, considering how few questions I got right this time around, yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. Well, another thing about King, I thought he was a really good, dependable captain. He mm. buzzed in, well, one of the most frequently. Um, and I think he drove the team forward to a good neck and neck challenge. Oh, so, for sure. Yeah. So as I said, they were neck and neck for most of the, the round. But then, of course, Open wins out in the end. Uh, but I think King was really driving that comp- that very good competition back and forth. Oh, for, for sure. For the most part, yeah. Yeah. And Dorrington as well. Uh, he was, you know, he that, good, yeah. that one who knows... Um, Classical, classical music. music, yeah. There's always one. Yeah, there's always one. Although uh, they didn't really capitalize on the. Uh, yeah, it was just the starter t- question he got, I think. Yeah, but yeah. well, I think you really have to be into the type of music to get opera questions right because yeah. oof, they, they, they can be a challenge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, everyone knows the famous ones like Marriage of Figaro and. Uh, Don Giovanni. Don Giovanni, but that's because. You know, they're famous. They're yeah. famous. And they've been using pop culture a exactly. lot. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I think we didn't really have many maths or sciences questions this time. Was, I think they were yeah. mostly skewed to the humanities. History, classical music, literature, languages. Yeah, and right? a lot of art history as well, Yeah, which yeah. was interesting. So it makes me wonder how questions are chosen. Are they just randomly distributed across topics? Or do they actually do they actually form questions based on the teams and their specializations? Which I think they do. I think they do. They might some do, extent. but then you could have questions about favorite because mm. I think we saw that in last season as well with uh, Cortal did very well right. in the first round because there were a lot of art history questions yeah so that, that's exactly what makes me think that they do design the questions mm. you know for, for a reason for the most part but uh, yeah I don't really know how it works if anyone's listening that who knows how it works please you know feel free to send us a message on our Instagram page yeah yeah, yeah, plug our Instagram page. <laughs> yeah, I would like to actually talk to one of the question setters yeah. because I want to know what is involved in writing this. Exactly, and how you formulate the questions. Yeah. Um, you have to put in just the right amount of clues. Yeah, just, you know, get people to give them a, a little bit of a sense as to which direction the question is going in. And Yeah, and then every now and then you can have a round about penguins, <laughs> which uh, I have to say I really yeah. enjoyed. Yeah, yeah. Just I because do. I like the idea that, oh, we could just ask about penguins. I like the idea of macaroni penguin yeah macaroni penguin because they have really flamboyant um, crests yeah well that uh, made my day yeah oh and you know rock hoppers because I just remembered that rock hoppers exist and <laughs> that brings a smile to my face yeah and personally I was very happy that we had a round about Belgium mm-hmm. yeah it was Belgian museums but still yeah I'm glad and, that uh, we had some showing. And that's because you're from Belgium. Yes. Yeah. That is the most arbitrary reason, but hey, one, you know, <laughs> you have to take what you can get sometimes. Yeah. But uh, 
did we mention who won or i guess we're kind of you know yeah dropping i think we hints. already have but you know secrets out open university won yeah and they won i think yeah it's the highest winning score uh, so, so far. far most of the teams have just cracked um 200 it they was managed to crack 200 200 in the first round 180 in the second round ah, yeah because yeah, yeah. uh durham i think had to work a bit harder to yes 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 get that was there. last week yeah, and, and then Open was, was 210, yeah. Yeah, so they've been yeah, the strongest showing team so far. For sure. And honestly, they are immediately my team to watch. Yeah, same, same. I'm super excited to see them. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, we like the Durham team, we like the Glasgow team, but there's something very special about this team. Yeah. And it's not just a kind of like, oh, blessed kind of thing, which is can be very condescending. Yeah, I don't even know if we can call them the underdogs anymore, because no. clearly they're strong. So I think they're the fierce, fierce competitor to watch. I think because... Ev- Every single one of them is fun to watch in their own way. Yeah. Like the way Randall will, uh, you know, she's just looking down and she looks up, like bright eyed and says, I know this one. Yeah. And I she got does that it. one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Macklin with his quiet confidence. Yeah, exactly. And uh, Taylor with like you know, fantastic stewardship. And, mm-hmm. you know, Lamb is also a good, good player. Yeah, because, you know, sometimes, you know, you kind of, you know, get drawn to the two women on the team because they're buzzing in a lot. But then suddenly he will come out of nowhere and... Yeah, I think he provided a lot of support to a lot of the questions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's a team that definitely gels well together. Yeah. And again, yeah, a very wide range of knowledge, you know, Mm -hmm. geography, languages, Greek mythology, history. So very exciting to watch them. Yeah, I mean, my God, knowing... It was especially the last three questions where mm-hmm. they were just dishing Steaming them out away, left, right, yeah. and center. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, about the uh, seductions, air quotes, of Zeus. Yeah, that was easy for them. They yeah. didn't even have to... Yeah, he didn't even... Paxman didn't even need to finish his question. They knew. Absolutely. And um, now, there is one... I'm not going to call it a controversy, but something which got my attention. Uh, a particular question about uh, Buckminster. Yeah, Buckminster but, Fuller. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, Buckmeister, Buckminster, mm-hmm. which uh, Paxman accepted. Yeah, so they, um, I think Taylor came with Buckmeister. But the answer was Buckminster. Buckminster, but he, he allowed it. Yeah, which is interesting because I feel like in the past, uh, Paxman's been a bit more strict on the exact wording of yeah, the answer. Yeah, I think I've seen that. Yeah. Because last round, he was very specific about uh, sesame sesamoid. Yeah. Because I feel like, I mean... Well, but then again, those are two different concepts, right? True. Whereas this is a name, and if you just mispronounce a name, it doesn't actually mean that you got the person, you have the wrong person in your head. Whereas, I think that's how he, he di- makes his decision. It's like, do you actually know the answer? Just kind of get the pronunciation mm. wrong, or do you actually have the concept wrong somewhere? I suppose. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm not going to say, ah, burn it all down. Yeah. It wouldn't have made any difference. That was a five point question. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I think it was a, I, th- I think it was a pretty small. It, it's a small thing, but it's just, um, you know, it was like, oh, Paxman, he has a heart of gold yeah. almost. I mean, if there was actually a person called Buckmeister Fuller, then maybe it would have been more of a controversy. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, it was just it was just a matter of you know not hearing your other teammate well and yeah, you know. maybe or I think also because Buckminster Fuller is a drink and maybe like that I was thought a it was a person. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. He was a person. Yeah, shows how much I know. Why am I doing a a show about the quiz show if I don't know anything? Yeah, and that's most of it. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything else that stood out for you in this round? Mm, I did think that Lineker were perhaps more willing to try and get things wrong. Mm. So they would, you know, when they didn't really know the answer, I feel like there's a bit more willingness on their part to buzz in anyway. Yeah. Um, even if they were 
they might have gotten it wrong. They were just a bit more willing to try. But, you know, you can't really say that. That, that only happened a couple of times. I don't think it's enough to really talk about the character yeah. of the team. And it could just be that, you know, when you're trailing, you do need to take more chances. Yeah. You don't have the luxury of saying, oh, I'll wait until I know one more securely yeah. if you're trailing. Yeah, so to, they, they tried and they fought hard to, to the very end, I would say. And Are we likely to see them come back? It's hard to tell because they got 140, so they're not the highest scoring loser so far. Mm. That's still um, Exeter. Yeah. How? What, what was Exeter? 145. So it's, it's uh, very, very, very close. close. Well, it seems that most of the losing teams are kind of averaging 140, mm. 150. So we might see them. We could back. see them. And I wouldn't be upset if I saw them again. But I don't know. I feel like I need to see a bit more team cohesion next time around if they do return. Yeah. Because I'll be honest, and I'm not saying this as a reflection of anyone's personalities or anything but it felt a little fragmented mm. I feel like they need to maybe spend more time trying to get everyone involved in the fold yeah. and I don't know if you can change the seating arrangement yeah you mean as opposed to in one straight line well no I mean as in like maybe not have Tinsman on the extreme end I don't know because I feel like, I don't know, this is just a personal misgivings. again this is not me uh, criticising anyone I'm just saying this is yeah. my impression from that com- and they still did very well all things considered they did very well it's just that you can tell especially so far the teams that do well are the ones where there's a lot of team uh, conversation a lot of team um, cohesion yeah, and, and they're everyone yeah. getting together and you know yeah, sharing their which, strengths which uh, Open University definitely demonstrated yeah yeah. And, you know, historically, that's how you do well in the uh, University Yeah, I wonder how, it, how much of a difference it makes when you're already friends. Maybe. So I feel like many of them actually meet each other for the first time when they sign up and then they get on to the team. Yeah. And maybe they did they develop friendships after, the, after that. How many of them actually hang out after the shows or yeah. actually, after that's a... training? And then that might actually help with team cohesion. If they don't actually see each other or hang out in between sessions, then um, it might have an impact on team cohesion. Possibly. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're also still doing... You know, busy stuff yeah and would open highly likely that uh, most of the teams still have jobs that they have to go to on top of their part-time learning so very very impressive yeah i'd love to see them again really looking forward to seeing yeah they are right now my team that i want to see go through yeah apart from manchester if they're in this competition they're they're coming up soon i think yeah i mean i would be shocked if they didn't make it to the televised round because you know come on manchester (laughs) and i don't think there's much else to talk about apart from um do you think that the open team has the legs to go through to uh, the very end i think i predict to see them in at least the quarterfinals or maybe the semi-finals i think they definitely have what they it could takes. do it they could i do think it. quarterfinals unless they're very unlucky in the second round mm-hmm. i think we'll see them in the quarterfinals no i think they're very strong they're very solid i really expect them to do at least very well in mm. all of their, their sessions i feel like they have that cohesion they have that wide range of knowledge they have that confidence as well about them and you yeah. know they're, they're up against all these 20 somethings I'm, I'm sure that kind of gives them a little boost as well possibly yeah and i think you know, having a, a f- strong first win like that definitely helps boost morale and boost confidence. For sure, for sure. And, and the rest of the teams will know that this one is one to watch. Yeah, and loath as I am to make any reference to uh, the Daily Mail, 
Yes. They did write about that win and were very congratulatory. Yeah, so they were saying that uh, a lot of viewers were very happy to see the Open University trounce um, Oxford, you know, which is a, a pride, you know, a strong institution, mm. strong, proud British institution. And uh, then... It's like we said in the first episode, uh, there is still an ongoing conversation about should we let Oxford and Cambridge do what compete they've always so done. so many times, yeah. Well, just compete as colleges rather than insisting they have to compete as a single institution because Durham is a collegiate style, mm-hmm. but they have to compete as a single Durham team. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to, uh, you know, say one way or another. Yeah. And only one of the colleges has got through so far. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's not... Um, yeah, and, and there's still um, several rounds to go. So. Precisely. So mm-hmm. um, we'll just have to see. But um, yeah, this was round three. I think we really enjoyed this one. It yeah. was a lot of fun. Yeah. And we're looking forward to uh, what happens next. Mm-hmm. So thank you very much for joining. If you've been enjoying yourself so far, please uh, give us a rating on iTunes. Mm -hmm. And give us a follow on Instagram. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tell your friends, tell your relatives, you know, we're a new podcast. It helps if you spread the word a little bit, get us out there because it really helps us get boosted in the algorithm. Yeah, and if you have any thoughts that you want to share about uh, the teams, please send us a message and we might uh, talk about you. Yeah, you know, if you give us an interesting point to talk about, then, you know, we might well talk about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's uh, thank you very much for joining, and it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me. Join us next week.